but I'll get by with a little bit of you. Alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, ephedrine, and orange juice. Please stop. Hello, Liz. Hello, David. Welcome to Kansas City. It's uh, it smells pretty loud here. Oh, oh, topical. You, you you were you lining up uh, camping out in a tent for a recreational weed day. Uh, I believe it just happened this uh, what this Tuesday. Was it? Yeah, I think Last I was Thursday, out of town this me. past week, but I, so I, I I only was sort of observing it from afar. Were you trying to get? David, of course, I have uh, never before consumed the devil's lettuce uh, because it, it was illegal. Um, and I, I back the blue. I, I respect <laughs> I respect the law. Um, but uh, I will, of course, now that it is legal, be purchasing uh, a 100 milligram chocolate bar uh, and consuming the entire thing in one sitting before our next recording, a la Maureen <laughs> Dowd. Uh, and I will report back on, on the perils of recreational drug use. So uh, uh, stay tuned. I'm happy for everybody else who enjoys smoking weed and not being productive. Um, more more room for me to um, excel and <laughs> climb the ladder. All about that a grind set always with, uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, with us here on Please Stop. As you can tell from the, the quality of the production and the preparation of the hosts. <laughs> Did you um let, let, let's also talk about other topical matters uh did you uh do you, are you going to watch the Super Bowl somewhere on on Super Bowl Sunday I am going to watch the Super Bowl um I will not be in Kansas City this year I, I will be watching it from Cincinnati which is kind of a slow poke move because uh we're we're not playing the Bengals uh not playing no. the Bengals this week uh, so I'm going to miss out on all of the fireworks and or gunshots and or the angry discussions on next door about whether they're fireworks or gunshots. Uh, but I'm excited. Uh, what, what, what do you think? What, what do you what do you think our chances are for the home team? I think the Chiefs are going to win the big the big one, the big game. <laughs> and I might even bet on it, honestly. Yeah. What would you like to bet? I might bet like one hundred dollars. Oh no! I, th- I think you should bet something that we'll have to uh, call in on the podcast. Actually. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. I bet. Um, well, let me come back to that. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll think. I'll think on that. All right. All right. Great. Um, I'm also not going to be in town to watch it. I'm going to be in a undisclosed tropical location. On... A tax haven, as a ta- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's your only hint of where I'm going is that it's a tax haven. And how long do you have to lie low there before you can return? Um, I think you actually have to be there uh, 26 weeks of the year is my understanding of, of how that works. So it could be <laughs> kind of going back and forth, but <laughs> I need to be able to show the feds um, you know, that I'm a true citizen. Uh, yeah, I'll be there for a week. I'm leaving, I'm leaving in a couple of days here. But yeah, I'm, I was fool- I foolishly booked it. And then, like three days later, somebody's like, "Oh, that's the weekend of the Super Bowl," and I was like, "Ah, it'd be fine." So I'm gonna bring my uh, turmeric Vanover jersey down, down to the tropics, and um, you know, root, root, support the team. Got to support. That's a team. that's a Chiefs player, right? It's a former Chiefs player. I actually think okay. he was. Uh, I believe he was indicted on drug charges at, at, at some point, but I, I'll have to. Oh, that's tight. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to fact check that, but I think he was. I think he caught got caught with quite a bit of weight. 
Um, but I'll check. I might have to cut that out <laughs> of the podcast. I mean, we we appreciate uh, again with the grind set. We appreciate an NFL player that's got a side hustle. You know, that's right. Last item here. So uh, yeah, so I, I will be flying out of the old airport, and I'll be flying back into the old airport. You will so, not experience the new KCI. No, I won't. But I did want to um, just point out, as as a few people pointed out, a few listeners pointed out to me, and I actually can't remember if you were one of these people or not. I guess you're not really a listener of this podcast. Never but, heard it. <laughs> don't don't yeah, know what it is. I'm also not a listener of this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but that there are people who are... Um, booking flights just so that they can be on the first flight into or out of Kansas city when on, I think like whatever, February 28th or whenever day that is. Did you now, see do this? Think that, uh, do we think that any average citizen is doing this or is this just like, I think the only person I saw that was doing this was um, our, our young Ben Wyatt city manager, Brian Platt. Um, is anyone is any normie doing uh, this? I think I saw I think there was a, a another normie or two uh who who was was you know rearranging their flights or or specifically just flying to like Chicago or whatever to, in order to be on that that special that special flight which And I, we all know that they will applaud when the plane lands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that um I think we talked about before where, where people were uh volunteering to hang around the airport for for a day just to kind of help them work out the kinks yeah to test the experience um which uh everyone wants to do for free because the airport is such a relaxing place it's uh just an interesting interesting um mindset i guess but uh, yeah the, the airport brings out something in people some some i guess i think maybe just transportation in general brings out some kind of weird civic pride in in kansas cityans is that am I, I mean i think that might be the case i i mean i don't really want to veer into sort of like quirky midwest content where where we where we assume that our city is exceptional in some way but but the kind of boosterism that we see in kansas city is this a feature of all mid-sized cities or is there something kind of perverse going on in here in missouri well i mean you're the one who keeps bebopping and scatting around the midwest to all these cities scatting around the midwest so maybe you should tell us <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it feels a little weird. I mean, I know everyone's got like their own version of the Charlie Hustle T-shirt and everyone's got, you know. Do they? I don't actually even know that. I mean, I, I assume probably that's a thing now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just here in Des Moines. Maybe it's just Ray Gunn and Charlie Hustle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. I f I'm sure if you go to other cities, you're, 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 you're catching like a little bit of. Like I think, like I, I vaguely recall being in Louisville and the, them and seeing some kind of like quirky shirts, but um, but do the locals wear them? That's what I want to know. Like I feel like in Kansas City, that's what I keep hearing from people that it's sort of like everyone who's a local is wearing these t-shirt t-shirts, like they're you know going to see a band and showing up in the concert shirt, you know? Yeah, I I obviously I think that's quite cringe, and you know I like I was driving in brookside the other day and there's like a house on gregory that has like the charlie hustle kc thing but it's like lit, lit up a, a, like a christmas thing outside of their house like it's a huge like 10 foot heart kc heart 
And I was just like, why? Why are you doing this? Why are we doing this? Tell me about your trip to to Memphis. It looked like you were staying in the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. I was. So, uh, you know, if if our listeners aren't aware of the Bass Pro Pyramid, you know, in Memphis, it's kind of a, a sister city to um, Egypt, <laughs> the, entire, <laughs> the entire country of Egypt. Uh, but they uh, originally constructed this enormous gleaming pyramid, this obelisk, uh, as an event center. And, uh, you know, they had concerts there for a while. They had a famous Judd concerts, concert there where there was an enormous sewage overflow. Um, but the it, it didn't really make a ton of money as a concert venue. And so in about 2000 and I think 14, maybe, uh, it was purchased by the Bass Pro Shops and turned into, I think, one of the largest Bass Pro Shops in the country, um, which means one of the largest Bass Pro Shops in the world, of course. And it, and it is a veritable playground um, for people who enjoy the Bass Pro. There is a hotel here. And of course, I stayed there. Um, it is a luxury hotel that is themed, uh, as you would expect, there's a lot of dead animals here. Uh, but it was also very nice. My hotel room had a jacuzzi for no extra charge. And it had a balcony that overlooked the Bass Pro store. So I could wake up in the morning, have my coffee out on the balcony and look directly <laughs> into the Wahlburgers wild <laughs> and, and survey the shooting range um, and a large pond filled with like four foot long gar that presumably have, have, been, in, have been there since the shop opened. Um, you can take an elevator to the top of the pyramid and survey your kingdom. You can eat at the Wahlburgers Wild, which serves venison and bison. And you can also go to a bowling alley inside the Wahlburgers Wild, inside the Bass Pro Pyramid. It is truly a wonderful place. Um, it is eternal twilight. There is neon everywhere. And uh, I had intended to go to Memphis to do mushrooms and go to Graceland, but I, I wished in the end that I had um, saved the mushrooms for walking into the Bass Pro Pyramid. And so just real quick, real quick, what is Wahlburgers Wild? Is that a special Wahlburgers? Oh, it's a special Wahlburgers Wild. So they've, they've got your game meat. So you can get a bison burger there. Oh, I you see. You can get like a venison sausage. Yeah, Chef, Chef Paul. Uh, with with his bros, uh, Donnie and Mark are really bringing some special treats and eats to you. So is it like a Las Vegas casino where they they never like you can't really see what time of day it is outside? No, yeah, there's no windows. It is um, you know, just just the glimmer of neon lights. It's very dark in there, so you always feel like it's uh, it's nighttime, and it feels a little honestly, David, it feels a little sexy. I would take a lover there. <laughs> Did you? Uh... Did you uh, buy like a safari jacket or like an oar or something like that? <laughs> an oar, just a single one oar. <laughs> no, I did. Brought I did buy um, uh, a shocking pink Bass Pro Pyramid T-shirt though to remember this experience. Um, I will. I will carry it with me for the rest of my life. There, my life has been cleaved in twain <laughs> before I entered the Bass Pro Pyramid. And after, uh, and, and I wish this experience for all of our listeners. That's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty convincing pitch. Um, and so you, you did or did not uh, eat mushrooms at Graceland. Uh, I did, which um, was kind of a letdown. Uh, have you been to Graceland, David? No, I haven't. You know, the, the Paul McCartney song really, really made me feel like this was going to be kind of a pilgrimage. And th you that mean the I Paul would... Simon song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> really, really love that wings record. 
Paul Simon song had uh, really led me to believe that that it was going to be a pilgrimage to Graceland and that I was going to I was going to find this a, a transformative experience. But it's actually really small. Like um, you could drive through Mission Hills and you'll find larger and more impressive homes than Graceland. Um, it was novel for the strange um, ceramic monkey statuary that Elvis apparently was quite interested in. Uh, but the museum itself was very disappointing uh, to the extent that a lot of the exhibits were just invoices for contractors that Elvis had hired to work <laughs> on Graceland. <laughs> they were like framed like here. Here is a receipt for some shingles that, that we used. Uh, yeah, to construct here was the initial mansion. bid and here's what I got him down to. Yeah, uh, Elvis, you know, great musician, I guess, but a, kind of a boring guy in the end. So I, I don't know that I can in good conscience uh, recommend uh, Graceland. Also, uh, the ticket was like eighty dollars. So. Yeah, that that is one thing I've heard about it. Did you get to see the the toilet where he died, or is that no, not? There's no reference to, uh, to to the toilet at all. There are many, uh, actually, a, a really alarming and sort of unsettling amount of references to Elvis's stillborn twin brother. Um, in in kind of every every line about his childhood, they they need to remind you that there was another one. That there interesting. Were two. So that was interesting. It is kind of too bad for Elvis. Like I'm sure lots of people have died on the toilet. You know, like lots of even famous people have died on the toilet. But that's one of the only things that people know about Elvis is that he died. Like, I mean, I feel like I grew up thinking that he died eating like a a fluffer nutter on the toilet. I feel like that is a story that I heard, but probably not true. <laughs> Maybe he didn't even die on the toilet. I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, and, and honestly, I hope to die on the toilet because I feel like that's going to minimize the mess for my loved ones. Um, <laughs> and I, I want to be considerate. So I think this is actually a nice thing that we should celebrate. I'm disappointed that we have to be ashamed of this. Good point. Good point. Any other Memphis takeaways? I, I was going to say. I think I actually mentioned to you, or maybe dm'd you that i thought that the uh, barbecue that you posted looked nasty and not good to eat but tell me I, if it was actually good uh i gave it a try um i was not a big fan of memphis barbecue um th there's like a couple things that sort of define memphis barbecue one is basically like they really like pork ribs that are that have a dry rub which uh you know whatever it's fine they're ribs yeah. you've had we, we do them pretty well here i didn't need to go to memphis for that um and then they have barbecue spaghetti which uh, is is in fact exactly what it sounds like. Uh, they they just cook a bunch of spaghetti noodles until they are they are they are worm like, um, <laughs> just soft enough that that you do not need teeth to consume them. They just dissolve in your mouth. Um, and there's a bunch of like barbecue sauce on these noodles, um, some tomatoes and like like, like little bits of uh, of pork. Um, they're they're gummable, uh, and and you don't need to try it. <laughs> Is my uh, is my review? Was this was do you, was Rendezvous one of these places? Is that one of the Charlie Virgo's Rendezvous is like the famous? It'd, it'd be like the Joe's Kansas City, I yeah. guess of of Memphis. I didn't go there because I have heard kind of mixed reviews from people who live there about it being just not that great. So I went to like a bunch of the I went to like the the equivalent of like Big T's, you know, in Memphis, mm -hmm. like those types of spots. Mm -hmm. So some of the spots I went were like super cool, you know, like like in rundown buildings that nature has already begun to reclaim. But uh, as a style, I, I will say I'm not I'm not that impressed. So you're going to be going from spaghetti barbecue to spaghetti chili in in, yes. in Cincinnati. And, 
I have planned out a um, a Cincinnati chili crawl for Super Bowl Sunday. So I, I will uh, I will report back on this concept, which David is highly skeptical of. We we talked about this a little. You got to uh, go to Skyline. Oh, my God. I'll be there. The best. Yeah. Truly some of the grossest food I've ever had in my life. I, it's actually crazy. It would be like I'm just trying to think like what in, like it would be like if Kansas City bragged about like. Actually, I don't want to take a shot at some bad restaurant, but but that's what it's like. It's I, I can't wait for you to try Skyline Chili. I'm excited. It sounds good to me. I don't know what I don't know what this, the hate is about. It seems like spaghetti with meat sauce and cheese with like some Mediterranean spices in it. I, I don't know what I don't know what's not to like. Uh, it's not th- that's not the problem. It's the execution. It's the execution. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna try a lot of it. So we'll we'll see if I can find something to love. So that you you got a lot going on. You 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 really are traveling the Midwest. I am. I, it's almost I, like I, you're a, a a travel writer of some kind. Uh, yes, except uh, as you know, I will not be writing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer writing. Uh, uninterested. Uninterested. I'm only I'm only doing dad jokes now. I'm I'm, I'm retired. Uh, do you want to do? Do you want to get the dad joke out of the way? Out of the way. I mean, this is this is the feature well, David, of the podcast is the dad joke. But uh, I mean, I, I can if, if it's time. Do you think it's time? Let's do it. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dad joke of the week. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I got kind of a I got kind of a longer one for you. You know, I feel like I've just been dropping these one line puns in, and and it's time for time for something with a little uh little meteor. Okay. Yeah, a little meteor. Um, get into the issues of the mm-hmm. day. Um. So, David. This um this man walks into a bar um and it's completely empty. It's just like him and the bartender. It's like two p.m. on a Sunday, and uh, so he sits down. He orders a nice cold can of hams, cracks it open, just minding his own business. Um, and then he hears this whisper. It says, Psst, "I really like your tie." And the man's startled. He, he looks around. He, he doesn't see anyone else in this bar. He's confused. Uh, so he thinks, "Yeah, I must have just hallucinated this." He keeps sipping his hams. And then after a second, he hears again this whisper. Psst, that collar looks really nice on you. And finally, he's freaked out at this point. And he asks the bartender, like, hey, man, I- I'm-, I'm sorry. I-, I-, I didn't see you moving your mouth, but are you talking to me? And the bartender says, oh, no, 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 man. Sorry about that. It's the peanuts. They're complimentary. <laughs> Did not even get a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, not not the barest trace of a smile from, uh, from David on that one. <laughs> the whole joke hinges on the difference between the the, the I and the E in complimentary. Yeah, yeah, that that's one for our English major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, what else do we want to get into before the main main feast here? What else is on our uh, uh, little agenda? Well, oh, well there you know, was... I, t- I talked about Memphis. You were you did some traveling around the Midwest. Oh yeah, yourself, okay. right? Uh, don't you don't you want to t- you you were in a as Salina? Is that right? Yeah. Once again, while you were jet setting, while I was scatting around the Midwest, you know, taking with with a string of lovers from Memphis to Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, around all of these metropolitan centers, uh, I mm-hmm. was once again uh, trudging across the cold. Uh, windswept plains in search of stories from real Americans uh, in the hinterlands. I guess I don't really want to. Uh, I guess I. Well, I'm, I'm doing a rural story or a story about um, rural Kansas, 
And so I've been visiting these very small towns, but um, so I was doing that most of last week and, but I was staying in Salina for a few days. Have you ever been to Salina? Uh, no, you, you were staying there for the nightlife? Well, I, there's really, it's very hard to find places to stay in central Kansas that are not in, um, you know, because Salina is sort of like the Paris of central Kansas. And so um, I, they have air- lights. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, of light. <laughs> <laughs> they have Airbnbs there. And uh, so, um, but I did eat at a, a old Chicago while I was, while I was in Salina and downtown Salina. And I have some thoughts on it. Um, have you ever eaten in old Chicago? You know, I have, I have eaten in old Chicago, uh, in Iowa, not in Chicago. Um, and this would have been probably like 2011 and I'm not sure I've stepped into one since then. So what's the vibe there? Does it still feel like, uh, the old Chicago that, uh, everyone knows and remembers well? So, um, probably 2011 is the last time I was in old Chicago around then. And I remember kind of liking old Chicago, like, um, you order, you know, it's deep dish pizza and it comes out in a in a big cast iron pan. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a skillet. Yeah. Big s- skillet. And, you know, you cut it with a fork and knife and there's like big chunks of like tomatoes and, and whatever else is in it. You know, it's almost like a lasagna type of thing. Maybe got not. The exactly. sauce on, they got the sauce on top. Yeah, know? we know what a deep dish pizza is. Uh, you and I do. But it sounds like. Old Chicago no longer knows what a deep dish is because I ordered the Old Chicago deep dish pizza thinking it was going to be like that. And it comes out. It's just a it's like a it's like a personal pan from Pizza Hut. It's just like kind of a thick pizza that has not no, no other interesting qualities, whatever. No, no sauce on top. No, none of the stuff we just said. So that was very disappointing to me. Um, Cheers to Old Chicago way. for not even having a deep dish pizza anymore. Now, do you think that uh, that just the 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 nature of of the deep dish has not quite made it to Salina, and perhaps in a couple years, uh, it will it will enter the Salina store? Or do we think that old Chicago's everywhere have forgotten their roots? It's a great question, Liz. And I do, uh, I did wonder whether actually what I thought was was that maybe the expertise necessary to make a deep dish pizza has not quite made it to Salina. Do you see what I'm saying? Like maybe maybe it's a staffing issue where it's like this is this is a complicated dish and 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 we just don't have the staff. They're to... not sending their best. We're not getting those those artisanal pizza pizza olos. <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to be a chain of of deep dish, you you know that's you know that's part of the deal. Uh, I did actually didn't go. The, the, there is like one place that you're supposed to go in Salina, which I've been before, which is Cozy Inn or it's like Cozy's. It's like a burger place. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. I've, I have never been to Salina, though. Uh, I think that's like kind of the like that's the that's like the classic Salina joint. It's like a burger joint downtown, but I didn't go. So that's it. I will say Salina. The last time I was there was 10 years ago. It's much more built up. It's much more. There's stuff, you know, there's bars and restaurants up and down their little Main Street. Santa Fe is what it's called. Um, but if anybody has any Salina um, questions, I'd be happy to field them because I feel pretty kind of like authoritative uh, about the city at this point. Our foremost um, Salina expert uh, here here at Please Stop. What's your what's your inflation nation uh, topic? Uh, so it's it's time for inflation nation. 
I was gonna I was gonna see if we can segue into that somehow, but okay. <laughs> It is time. <laughs> um, all right. Actually, I need to look this up real quick. I, I made a note somewhere. So this in, this inflationation, I, I've been slacking a little bit uh, and, and kind of leaning on our listeners. So this one comes from listener uh, Joshua, uh, and it's a dry cleaning. Uh, so we're, we're off of food. We're into more goods and services. Ooh. Goods and services. Yeah, but also these are some high-end services. You know, David, I think I've visited a dry cleaner twice in my adult life. Um, I, I don't, uh, th- this feels fancy to me. This feels like kind of a, a champagne problem. Dry cleaner. A little pinky up here <laughs> to care about dry cleaner inflation. There are dry cleaners in every neighborhood in the city. <laughs> it, is not, it is not a luxury service. Okay, so, to, but that means that you might not be very good at this. So, no, uh, all of the clothes I own are are polyester because I wish to be as flammable as possible. <laughs> well, I will say that I don't go to dry cleaners very much anymore, usually only just for uh, suits and things like that. But so this one is two sweaters. And, and just so you just so you know, th- there there are well, there at least used to be uh, uh, businesses that would be called dollar 99 cleaners so it's like you go in there and everything you know everything is a dollar 99 that's and and then then they would have to start changing the signs it'd be like two 295 cleaners but you know whatever so that's and that's in the last 10 years so that's you know that that gives you a little bit of a okay a sense of of of, you know what so two sweaters at the cleaners across from whole foods in brookside two sweaters okay now are Total. these some like um difficult fancy care sweaters like a, like a cashmere alpaca situation? No, and I don't think I don't think that they actually charge more for those uh, materials, but I could be wrong. Okay, um, so this is just like a complete uh shot in the dark here yeah. because uh, I have I visited a dry cleaner basically to to wash a bedspread in my wedding dress, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I think both of those were like maybe thirty forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so two sweaters. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say twenty. Well, the answer is seventeen. So you, okay. but that's 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 good because you've been underguessing a lot lately, and so it just goes to show. But yeah, I, I think a, a few years ago that would have been something like twelve dollars, eleven dollars. So we're up to seventeen for two sweaters. So that means yeah, it's eight bucks for them to just simply. And I don't really know what goes on in the dry cleaners. Actually, I think this is a Seinfeld bit. Where it's just like, what are they doing back there? They're so, not doing a whole lot, you know. They're I mean, not using okay. water. Reader James or listener James wrote in on Twitter today, seeking. Uh, I'll read it to you. Feel like we need clear-eyed cultural commentary from Liz and David on is La La Land good or is this just a Gen Z fad? I don't really know um, <laughs> what th- this bit of discourse is sort of. Uh. Um, were, were, were Gen Z alive when La La Land was released? I mean, I mean, I'm happy to provide some sort of hot takes on a a Damien Chazelle movie released in 2016. Is that the year 2016? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I don't. Sure. I don't watch movies like this because I'm uh, a grown man. But uh, but yeah, I don't. I, isn't it a musical? Is it a musical with Ryan Gosling? 
Yeah, I mean, it's sort of a musical. It, it's like a movie with songs. And then there's like some some magical realism where people like dance in LA on cars. And it feels like um, it's one of those movies that uh, Hollywood makes like every other year that's just uh, about like wanking off to old Hollywood nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, thanks. I'm all yeah. set. <laughs> Uh, I understand people like Ryan Gosling. I, I found this film utterly charmless uh, <laughs> when I watched it several years ago. All right, I well, there's not, our, yeah. I do not remember it. <laughs> there's our review. That's that that that's exactly what I was looking for here. So, do we want to kind of get to the main event here? Uh, do we want to talk about our recent? Uh, we we went out on the town on Friday. Look, we've been uh, we've been going to a lot of dives lately, and uh, uh, it's that's kind of our that's kind of our scene. I would say generally. But uh, yeah, there's uh, there's kind of a, a trend of brewing, I would say, in Kansas City, which is uh, modern dives, uh, manufactured dives, if you will, perhaps um, incognito dives, fake uh, dives, fake dives, or <laughs> how many synonyms can we come up with? Thesaurus.com. Uh, yeah, so this was actually a few people wrote in about this idea, and I thought it was a good one. Uh, just because we hit, we've had this spate of, 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 I guess it would be nice if it was three, but it's really just two bars that have opened in the last, what do you want to say, four or five months? Sure. Yeah. That I, are I that are kind of divey, but a little bit nice, and um, so there's a little bit of you know, stolen valor going on, but also, you know, I, 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 I'm not opposed to this trend. Um, just as somebody who feels more comfortable in a dive than, than, than most other types of bars or restaurants. So, um, we, we support so a, a lived in blue collar feel the, 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 where, where I get a little suspicious or, or where my hackles get up a little is when we're going for this kind of blue collar working class feel. And then there's like $7 beers. Right. Well, so let so the first one we went so one is is Jim's Alley Jim's Alley Bar, which is in the crossroads, and it's next to, and I think the same. You'll have to you'll have to you would know better than me, but I think the same owners as King G, which is next door to it. It is, yeah. So it's in the alley right next to Jim. <laughs> it's in the alley right next to King G. Uh, it's operated by Eric Flanagan, who's also the 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 one the person behind King G. Um, and apparently is named after, and, and I took a picture of this, uh, one of Eric's relatives, like there, there is a real Jim behind, uh, Jim's alley bar. So, so that's the good news. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, oh, there we go. It's, it's an amalgamation. It's a, a family name. He says, my father's first name is Jim. His dad's name is Jim. My brother's middle name is James. My middle name is James and my uncle's name is James. <laughs> Okay, a lot of James. Actually, I have a little bit of that in my own family. Um, they're all they're all named David Hudnall. Are, my are dad, my dad's name first name is James, and he also has a brother whose first name is James. There are two two guys named James in my dad's family. There's James one and James. Did, did one of them have to be a Jimmy? How did that work? Uh, James Michael like went by Mike, and so by the time my dad, my dad's like seven or ten years younger than him, so they just went with James again. So this is a this is a Catholic family thing, right? Like you just name all eight of your children James. So yeah, there's only like four names. Um, I like Jim's Alley Bar. Um, uh, I, I I I'm not a huge 
I was I remember being kind of excited about King G when it opened and I actually it's fine or whatever but I kind of feel like the the vibes are a little bit off in there it actually is like it's just like a little sterile um and I don't know it's kind of like what we were like one of those Grandview bars we went to like last month where it's just like they just seems like they hose it down at the end of the night once all these you know <laughs> hogs leave you know <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't have does, um, it feels like a little bit too much of a scene for me like I thought I think the drinks are pretty good but like I just don't ever want to hang out there because again as as is the theme I am old <laughs> yeah and it is full on the weekends of, of loud youths uh jockeying for position at, at one of these uh little uh little wooden table lits so yeah it just doesn't i, I just i can't get comfortable in, a, in, in that place but uh, gems is you know however manufactured it is and it is quite many you know it's basically a you know this is a, a space that has been i think artfully designed to resemble a kind of dive you would find in a in a small midwestern town or you know what do you think i mean there the, it, it has the these kind of you know it has like a row of like i don't know five or six you know red rubber booths or whatever that you know that four people can sit in you know they're these kind of like intimate you know you see them at a pizza hut or something like that and actually their glasses were kind of like the pizza hut glasses like the um or that the water came in it's like those kind of translucent red like that might say like pepsi on it or something like that yeah they've got um it feels kind of like you're in like an American Legion or like, uh, you know, like one of these kind of community center bars, like small, a lot of wood paneling, an old American flag kind of hanging up there, a bunch of like old school beer signs and retro light fixtures. I, I think they did a good job with the design. Like it feels very cool to be in there. Um, uh, nothing feels kind of out of place, I would say. Um, and it doesn't feel like overly like hipsterified um it, it just feels like kind of lived in in a, in a way that's i think hard to achieve for a, for a new spot um and there's kind of some retro cocktails so they do have cheap beers you can get a three dollar can of hams so i appreciate that and then they do have some kind of like retro drinks like you can get a dirty martini there and it's like nine dollars which is not cheap but it's also not like you know talk about inflation nation like the standard for 14 15 cocktail that you'll find it just about everywhere else so i appreciated that too um and you can martini martini on ice yeah that was the thing i was not excited about it was it was a vodka martini and it was served uh on rocks which i found strange but uh, i guess that's part of the vibe thing you know or you know the kind of the divey vibe thing yeah maybe uh i don't know yeah you don't want to a real dive wouldn't have martini glasses you know well yeah you can just serve it in a serve it in a rocks glass that's fine you don't need to actually have the rocks <laughs> right <laughs> that's true <laughs> Uh, but there was food there, which we did not have. Um, but I would go back for they. They've got some some Italian beefs, uh, got some <clears throat> sliders uh, that were coming out of that kitchen. And, and we have to ask if the Italian beef uh, sandwiches pre or post there. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I cut you off. Yes. No, 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 no. Go, go in, go in, go in, David. No, I'm just saying. What, what, what was this a menu item that that is pre or post the bear television show? Yeah, and, and I think that this did open after the bear was released, uh, so I think we must assume that perhaps it was it was influenced uh, by the bear in terms of offering Jim's beef. <laughs> Jim's beef, uh-huh. yeah, kind of like uh, the Iowa buffet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
uh, that's what your dad and his brother <laughs> <laughs> call their equipment. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say. I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of like well, I made a few notes here. What do we got? Uh, they have a shuffleboard shuffleboard league apparently that's about to get started up. I actually don't remember seeing a shuffleboard, but um. Yeah, you get an old style for four bucks. Craft beers are kind of more in like the six, seven dollar range, which is, you know, not unreasonable. Um, I thought the prices were, I mean, I didn't pay, you paid, but uh, I thought they seemed reasonable. <laughs> seemed very reasonable for me to pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, yes, it's, 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 I, I think the execution is, was good. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I will go back to Jim's Alley Bar. And in fact, might even start going there a lot. It's, yeah, it's I like to go back for a Taylor ham sandwich. And uh, they had an old school jukebox, too. I don't know if it was um, in operation that evening, but that looked kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we just sort of lucked out, but we were able to just get a seat at the bar. And it was I didn't see a single person I knew in there. Did you? Oh, I think you knew somebody who was working. But Yeah, I knew one of the bartenders, but that was it. So I didn't see anybody else I knew. So. Um, uh, two thumbs, uh, one thumb up, or are we getting two thumbs up to to Jim's up? I think we got two. Yeah, two yeah, thumbs yeah, up. Two yeah, thumbs. I agree. Um, and so then we went over to. So we were like, well, should we have? Two, should we have? We were on sort of a time crunch, and so it was like, should we have two here? And it's like, no, let's go over to Hillsiders and 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 have and, and check that out and 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 have a couple there, and that was the wrong decision. Because well, explain Hillsiders before we get into it. Explain yeah. why you uh, why you knew about and were interested in Hillsiders. This is well, like City, Kansas. Hillsiders is in Strawberry Hill. Um, it was previously so the original 403 Club, which is now in a freestanding building in Strawberry Hill, was originally on Fifth Street and um, over there. And then later it was a bar called Barcadia, which was very short lived. And now there's this new bar that went in called Hillsiders. And so, you know, similar kind of deal where it's like a new, it's it's a bar, I think, opened by younger people and sort of an older, you know, an old dive bar location. So I guess that's a little bit different because like the Crossroads space where Jim's is, is, you know, that's not like that didn't, that hasn't been a bar for 50 years or whatever, whereas this place has. You know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I I I I think I think it's the same same guy or maybe some of this actually I should I should fact check this. I might cut this out, but I think there is some connection to Easy In. Like I think like maybe the owner of Easy In also owns this building or something like that. But basically it's a sort of dive bar that looks a little bit nice on Instagram. It has like a very kind of aesthetic on Instagram. Um and so which is not necessarily divey like they've got like sputnik chandeliers and a bunch of fake plants in there you know? yeah like what would you call that it's more of a M- millennial know. grunge yeah I, I don't know it's an interesting i mean it's an interesting look like they have it they have a they have a distinct look on on the internet and so curious curious to see i was kind of expecting to see you know a bunch of people who look like Lil Xan or something like that, you know, 
I, I don't know who that is. Who's, who's little man? Like, like like white white guys with face tattoos and and, and okay. you know but like you know Gen Z kids with with face tattoos. Uh, it was not that at least on this night. Uh, it was more. How would you describe it? Well, well, uh, I don't know if this is the reason for it, but but when we entered, uh, we were immediately accosted, and I would use the word accosted by uh, by the sounds of live music, which, mm-hmm. is, which is my least favorite surprise when I enter a bar is to discover that there is live music that evening, and it was a band, and I will say they were not um, they were not untalented music. No, they're good. Yeah, they were good. Uh, but the, it was, uh, I think, four white guys um, and one black guy playing Jungle Love, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. uh, sort of immediately uh, slightly off-putting. Um, and it was very loud. And uh, the the clientele seemed to skew like Gen X early boomers to me. I, I saw a lot of guys in like, um, you know, uh, wool vests doing doing a little shimmy shake, I would say. Yeah, I think probably we are not that that was not a representative night at Hillsiders. I think the, the clientele probably is like friend, you know, there because of the band, like they're friends with the band who who was seems sort of older. I mean, the song that I remember them playing was Word Up by Cameo. Um so it was not like yeah, it wasn't like hipster central, you know, situation. Uh it's a good little bar. It's dark. And, you know, if you take if you take out the live music, um, which maybe it's a little too small for live music. I don't know. Um, but I, I think one of my big takeaways, a sort of symbolic takeaway was that in the men's room, which is like a standard, like kind of gross dive bar bathroom, there was a um, sort of nice uh, Campari sign on the wall. Yeah, like a neon one. I I, I went in there too. I, I didn't think it was labeled. Um, I yeah, it might not have been a men's. But... Yeah, there was a urinal in there. I used the same one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a neon Campari sign in there. Which which I think kind of, yeah, it's like that sort of says it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Hillsiders? I, I I think probably probably I'd like to go back a different time, like on a, you know, a Thursday when there's not live music. Yeah, it. I mean, I would I would go back and try it again, but there was nothing sort of like distinctive enough about this bar to like to make me like eager to return. I guess. Um, well, let's talk about the drink. So you were buying this time uh, gin soda, and I think you had you had you had some kind of pilsner or something, right? Oh yeah, I I did like yeah some kind of uh, prost a prost pilsner. Yes, that's right. Uh, what did that run you? I think that was eleven maybe total okay all right maybe yeah, so maybe 12 all right so not not super cheap but we we and we did just um immediately pound those and, and get the hell out of Dodge. we got out of there yeah. we got out of there um i went to a a, a real dive actually a, a no no questions about it type of dive johnny's shout out, shout johnny's, johnny's on seventh yeah where, where david was uh was bartending in fact i was i was bartending <laughs> doing doing a doing a he was on call, <laughs> just like a, just call, like a help, surgeon, <laughs> helping out. Got 150 bucks burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> after that shift. Did you? Yeah. Did, uh, oh, and actually, we saw a few ladies from Hillsiders that also that came over to Johnny's. So there's you know there's kind of a circle. You know, there's people are, are migrating around. 
Well, they they followed David. Um, the, the, the trail of pheromones. They did. <laughs> they followed me there. Just and, like, like, a, and, like a pie and, on a windowsill, like the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And you, I mean, I feel like I served you about twelve gin and sodas. <laughs> uh, it was um, it was it was a you late night. You were a trooper that night. You really hung out. You, you hung late. Uh, yeah, I was there until like uh, I think two thirty three. Uh, cl- <laughs> closed down the bar, made David's job a little harder, which is my my uh, always my plan. No, no, didn't make it harder. It was, it was a breeze. It was a fun. It was actually it'd been a while since I had bartenders. It, it was a fun. It was fun to get move those muscles again. And uh, you know, I, I don't know that I would recommend David as a bartender because uh, I feel like I was overserved. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't taking any shots, I don't think. There was no, no shots. No, just uh, just just pounding gin sodas. I had a headache the next morning, um, so you know, buyer beware. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. Um, do we have any other uh, items on the agenda? Do we have anything else we want to discuss? Uh, I mean, did you want to rant about Gen Xers on Twitter, or do you want to save that for? Uh... Nah, I don't. I don't really have anything to say about that. Okay, oh. Gen Xers uh, uh, get off Twitter. Yeah, stop posting. You. <laughs> That's actually kind of universal advice. Stop posting. I think that's probably, yeah, it's probably good across the board, regardless of your demographic. Yeah. I mean, just even posting that today was a reminder that I I myself should stop posting because I keep getting um, notifications on my phone about people liking and or arguing with me. Stop posting and please stopping. That's that's, that's right. On that note, please stop listening to this podcast. We'll see you probably in two weeks because of uh, some scheduling issues. David's tax haven. Yes. So, um, and I do, you know, you might never see me again because I did purchase a few Powerball tickets earlier today. So uh, if that comes through, this podcast will will be finito. Uh, <laughs> okay. Please stop listening. Bye-bye. I'm old and cold. Less and toothless, but I'll get